Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker. Worker of yours. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Kevin Costner, how are you, mate? <laughs> how are you, man? Yeah, good, mate. Yeah, what would your legendary character, Crash Davis from Bull Durham, say about this baseball crisis at the moment? Yeah, you know, he's kind of a player's guy, so he'd, uh, he'd be like every one of them wanting to play. You know, I don't know that he would stand up and kind of make the right speech. He'd probably just hit the bar once once he saw what everybody was doing. The guys are saying, tell us when and where. Kind of like um, Field of Dreams in some way, that quote that the players are saying at the moment. Yeah, I know exactly. You know, when we realize live sports is, is honest, you know, we get news that we're not sure is, is right, it's mixed. We get movies that we're not sure are dramatic. But, you know, when we watch sports and the best are playing the best, there's a drama there, there's an entertainment, and we've all missed that. The only way we can imagine it is, you know, when people who are not into sports, you know, kind of go, what are you talking about? And then you want to turn to that person and say, well, imagine, imagine, okay, get that you don't take sports the way I do. Imagine having no music. And sports are really big with us. There's something that feeds us. So I miss it. And I'm sounds like you do too. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, um, well, Yellowstone's back, which is fantastic. People just love seeing the pressure your character's under, eh? Yeah, I mean, everybody's going to... You know, it feels like it's uh, coming from all sides. The walls are closing in on me. Everybody wants what I have, you know, and I got this dysfunctional family to begin with. And all of it set against this incredible background, right? The Bitterroot Mountains in Montana. So the idea of running horses and rivers and and then you take this kind of really fun melodrama, if you will. Hmm. I'm glad people are enjoying it. I want to see him be happy. The poor guy's like he's under pressure all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Exactly. I should I should be able to fall in love, huh? Yeah. But uh, well, let's see let's see where the writing takes us. Yeah. Well, did you think at the beginning of your career that you know that you'd become this sort of well sports guy, obviously, but also an outdoors guy from you know Dancing with the Wolves to Yellowstone? You, I mean, you're riding right. horses. Listen, my my life has been what I've dreamed of. I I didn't see myself as an executive as a kid. My favorite class was when the bell rang and I went outside. So playing was you know, imagining that was what I wanted to do in my life and storytelling, you know, daydreaming, if you will. You know, I was lucky enough to find the yellow brick road and get on it. And so these kind of stories reflect a life I probably would have lived anyway. And then did you always think you were going to become a musician? No, but I grew up playing music, you know, started in the church. My mother sang in the choir with her sister. My grandmother was the choir director, played the piano. I played classical piano, so I love singing, and 
this thing I did for Yellowstone Tales from Yellowstone. It's what I call a concept record, how I crawl into my character. So I don't know if you've had a chance to listen to yeah. it. No, I did. I, I, I listened to it. to it. Yeah, and then the, the song from it, yeah. uh, Won't Stop Loving You. Yeah, I was actually, I was thinking of baseball when I was listening to it. It was kind of like an ode to a lot of the things yeah. that we've missed out on over the last four months. Yeah, it, and that particular song, if it has a level of meaning to you, that shows how universal a song is. But that song's about, my wife and Yellowstone that I've lost. These songs aren't just a collection of songs. This is how I prepare for movies. And so when you listen to the record, you get like a real insight into, you know, what I was thinking. I hope people check out Tales from Yellowstone because now you know, for instance, Won't Stop Loving You, what it's about. That song, uh, Last Time, that's about hunting with my father for the last time. And in real life, that's what happened. I kind of was making Yellowstone at the time. So this is everything I'm thinking that's on this record that's going through my life, you know, saying goodbye to my dad for the last time, you know, and we weren't going to ever hunt again yeah. together. So the record's real personal. So for any deep, dark secrets about how I do what I do, they're kind of inside a record like that. We saw how eloquently you spoke at uh, Whitney Houston's funeral. That was inspiring stuff. Did she even know that you had a singing voice and could sing? Well, we talked about singing in the church. I mean, um, that's what Whitney and I had in common, the Baptist church. So we didn't really sing together. I mean, you know, um, that just wasn't what we were doing. But that was the kind of relationship we had where the things we had in common would have surprised a lot of people. How's your body now these days holding up? Yeah, no, it's interesting you say that. I did a movie called The Highwayman where I chased Bonnie and Clyde. Pretty good little movie. I put on 20 pounds for that. <laughs> and so I, I had to take them off But I, because he was a kind of, you know, an aging, overweight cop that actually chased Bonnie and Clyde. So that felt good to get that back off. But we live right on the water, so we're out in the water every day with the kids. So you're so, good. The, the body's good then. Uh, you know, yeah, I guess it is. I'm, I, you know, I'm not Adonis. <laughs> I've got myself back to where I want to be. Well, in final words, can you tell me when you hit your first home run in practice or in a game? Yeah, I, I actually can. You know, it's interesting. I was a very undersized kid, like when I was 16, when you get your driver's license. I was five foot two, weighed about 92 pounds. I was really undersized. I didn't start growing till my senior year, and in and the college is when I grew really. You know, and I love baseball, and I could play, but I was always a little undersized. And uh, when I was in Bull Durham, and we were trying out all these athletes that were going on to actually play professional baseball because we used minor leaguers that were on their way, there was a kind of a tryout, if you will, and everybody hit. And uh, it was my turn. Everybody started to watch, and I thought, oh God, <laughs> and I was. I'm naturally nervous, and after the first two swings, I said, what are you nervous about? You have a job. And it was a giant park, uh, and these kids, and nobody hit one out. And the third pitch, I sent it out over the 365 fence, and I was shocked because I never hit one in Little League. I never hit one in Babe Ruth. I never hit one in high school. I never hit one. And as I kind of gotten older, I realized it was just like one of those funny moments where you just go, Wow. And I went on to hit some in major league parks around the country. So uh, I've hit a few home runs for real. Uh, Good bed. (laughs) Thanks so much. Thank you very much. Why? Why? If you have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. 
details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion.